Good morning, Echo Church, and happy Memorial Weekend, the unofficial start to summer. I wanted to let you know, in two weeks' time, we want to start trying to ease our way back into seeing one another again. So we're going to come up with some backyard gatherings on Sunday mornings where, if you would like, we'll have you sign up and choose to meet in some small gatherings where we can worship together on Sunday mornings. So keep an eye out for details this week. As we begin today, I was looking around my house and I found a pile of things that needed my attention. It's my broken things pile. I have jewelry that needs a latch fixing. I have some things that need glue. And I just kept thinking, what is wrong? I finally found all the tools I need. I just haven't found the patience to go fix them. If only I were as motivated as two Echo Church friends, Rob and Alicia G. Rob and Alicia know what to do with broken things. They have the tools at hand. They have the skills to do it. And if something's not fixable, they just take it and make it into something else that's cool and beautiful and amazing. So I asked if they would take us on a little show and tell this morning and show us some refurbished and restored projects around their house. Take it away, Rob and Alicia. Hey, friends. Um, <laughs> Kelly asked us to talk about... The things in our house that we've created out of other things. We got some pictures and we'll tell you about them. So I guess the first thing is like some, some like tables and benches and stuff that, that I built with uh, random scrap wood. The first one I can tell you about is the table here in this picture in the foreground. In our sunroom. <laughs> in our sunroom. That does not get any sun. Right. That's a butcher block table that's built with all um, scrap wood that was over in our barn. I uh, learned how to make butcher block. It's actually pretty easy. Glued it up and made a nice flat surface. And then for the legs, I uh, found some stair spindles and cut them to the length of uh, table legs and attached them to the bottom. And that's pretty much the table. Mm -hmm. And then over on the right-hand side on the wall, there's a bench there that is made in the same basic process, except that the legs were something that I bought for like 2 or $3 on a bid FTA auction. And then as I was walking out, I found some pallets and no one seemed to be using them or cared what anybody did with them. So I took them, brought them home, pulled out all the nails, cleaned up the wood and made a butcher block style thing. It was fun. And um, the other cool one is our kitchen table. He used the wood paneling that was in our kitchen. Yeah. And what did you do? I mean, basically the same thing as any of the other stuff. I just took the old wood and cleaned it up to a point where it didn't look like it originally looked. Yeah, and it then, wasn't this beautiful. And then, you know, glued it up. Again, put it with some legs that I got for a couple of dollars off a of bit FTA. And yeah, now we have a kitchen table. Yeah. And it's nice. Yeah. Then I want to show off my earrings because they're very fun. For some of them, I used material that was, was just going to be thrown out. So my the black ones are actually inner tubes. But then sometimes I use toys because I want to have specific earrings. And Star Wars earrings are very expensive. But... <laughs> The toys that you get in the dollar bin and you don't know what they're going to be in the pack, those cost a dollar. So, you know, $2 and I got me some Star Wars earrings. Um, or then uh, the red and white ones are gift cards. So those are pretty fun. Um, I do want to show off the blue ones though because those Sydney made, 
uh, for my birthday one time. And those are really fun. She got the bottle caps from our stash that we used to make our backsplash. Oh, yeah, the backsplash. Yeah, our backsplash is a bunch of bottle caps that we collected. We got some from that really cool pizza place down in Red River Gorge. Yeah. And we got a whole bunch from Eli's. Yeah. Um, and when they had their bottle caps and just like buckets. And uh, friends at the church also. Uh, yes, uh, supplied Sarah us brought with... us some from. I don't really know. Wherever the Sarah to that went. Question. So then we had some other cool stuff too where we just kind of found it. Like it was going to get thrown out, but we really loved it. And so we. We just, just turned them into something else. Took them from where they were. Um, the shelves in our bathroom. Yeah, they're just drawers from an old desk. Like um, a sweet, giant, old wooden desk. Like what your teacher probably had if you're over the age of 30. Yeah. Um, just an old oak desk, um, and it was out for the garbage, and we said... We took them. Those make shelves. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, and then Rob's very fancy headphone holder. Well, oh, you found that. I did. Yeah. I took it out of Hillary's classroom because the former teacher left it quite a mess. And left some cool stuff. And yeah. I liked it. Yeah, and we just didn't really know what to do with that. But hanging it on a wall and then hanging headphones from it seems like a, a good purpose yeah. for it. Finally, oh, we got two things. One is our antlers. Um, Obviously, we did not kill anything to get these antlers. Yeah, uh, just, you know, old dead bikes that I have a, a number of. So when we redid the living room, we needed something above our fireplace. We just piece this together. That was fun. Um, and then finally is something I think we're very proud of is our patio. We did this for our anniversary. We got all of these rocks from a creek about like five miles from our house. Yep. And we brought them all up. We didn't, we put them in a truck and yeah. then brought them all up. But it took like four trips. Oh, I think it was more five, than four trips. It took a lot of trips. <laughs> yeah, and we made this patio. And, you know, friends from church came out and helped us. Very uh, true. Place rocks, find rocks, and um, yeah. uh, just put you things together. Find some cool fossils. They're in these rocks as well. They are. There's some that are shaped like states. All right, so we have to answer the question about um, why doing this like brings us joy. I it brings me joy because I like to be creative, and but I don't like to just create meaningless stuff to just yeah. like sit around and collect dust. I mean, the antlers do collect a lot of dust. They do. Um, but it's I like to create useful things, and. Sometimes when you create stuff, you need, like, you, like, got to go to the craft store and, like, purchase this, like, cricket or whatever and all of this vinyl and then you can create this thing. But that doesn't always work out. Money just isn't always there. But if I can go to Walmart and buy a dollar toy and drill a hole in it, I got me some earrings. Yeah, I think that, like, for me, it's, it's, I don't, I don't know what compels it most of the time i'm just if i'm just sitting around enough things i'll just decide to start putting them together and and make something that interests me mm -hmm. but i do like to make it utilitarian just because i just don't like to have things that don't have a purpose sitting around mm -hmm. so i don't know that's it just kind of makes me happy to to have something interesting to to do and then interesting to look at.
This idea of restoring, creating something new out of something broken, that's our theme today. This is our final week of This Is Fine, our series that where we've been looking at what's going on internally in us in this pandemic, what's going on externally, how we still can reach out. And we've been going through biblical examples, and I started to realize that all the things we've been talking about, Jesus himself went through especially at the end of his time on earth. Let's recap where we've been. Week one, we looked at Jacob and realized it's okay to wrestle with God. Tell him we're struggling in our situation. He knows. He's okay to wrestle with us. Week two, we looked at Naomi and saw that she grieved, but she expressed her grief to her friends. And we're all grieving during this time, individually and communally, and we can express that to one another. Week three, we saw Nehemiah, that working together is better. While we are rebuilding our own reality, we can assist others in rebuilding theirs. And we asked, whose thank you list will we be on? Week four, we sat with Job's friends and realized that when people are struggling, often we can't fix it. But with our gift of attention, we can bring God's presence into the situation. And finally, last week, week five, We looked at Abraham and saw that while God moves globally, he often starts individually. And he wants all of us to take part in sharing his love. So let's look at Jesus. First, he wrestled with God. Mark 14, the night before he went to the cross, Jesus spent the night praying to God over and over. Abba, Father, everything is possible for you. Take this cup from me. He was asking if there was any other way. He was wrestling with the known and the unknown of dying on a cross. He knew the facts that were going to happen, but I'm sure he could not imagine the physical, emotional, and spiritual pain that occurred. So he sought this wrestling, sought God out, trying to ask, oh, is this really what I have to do? And he always came back to this, yet not my will, but your will. Jesus was honest about this grief. He didn't go to the garden alone that night, Matthew 26. Then Jesus went with his disciples to a place called Gethsemane, and he said to them, sit here while I go over there and pray. He took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee along with him, and he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here. Keep watch with me. Jesus asked his friends to be there to support him. He was honest about what he was feeling. Third thing, Jesus was willing to work together with people. As he was anticipating his own death, He still spent time preparing his disciples because he was going to need their help ministering after he was gone. John 15, he told them, I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends for everything I learned from my father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go bear fruit, fruit that will last. Jesus also gave the gift of attention to his disciples, his friends. After he died, he rose again, but before his disciples knew that he had resurrected, two of them were walking along a road. 
unbeknownst to them, Jesus showed up. Luke 24. As they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked along with them, but they were kept from recognizing him. He asked, what are you discussing together as you walk along? They stood still, their faces downcast. One of them named Cleopas asked him, are you the only one visiting Jerusalem who does not know the things that happened here? What things? Jesus asked. Before Jesus revealed who he was to them, he asked how they were doing. He listened. He could have interrupted, stopped, said, hey, I know this story because he experienced it. But maybe he knew they needed to process all that grief out loud before they could comprehend his miraculous resurrection. And finally, as God cares globally, Jesus represented that too. Before he went back to heaven, after his resurrection, he gave this challenge, this command to his team, his chosen team in Matthew 28. Therefore go, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. Jesus experienced all of these things that we are dealing with today. He was literally broken on the cross and then redeemed. But what did that redemption life look like? It may have been different than what the disciples expected. They grieved the loss of their teacher, their friend who died a brutal death. They were so overjoyed to see him alive again. I bet they started planning fishing trips, parable time, a little miracle on the side. But Jesus wasn't planning to stay. He promised them one thing, though. In John 14, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. How do you think the disciples felt about that? They were being asked to go out into all the world and say, this is the good news of Jesus. And Jesus promised to be with them, but in a different form. It wasn't hanging out, high-fiving, walking alongside a human anymore. It was God's spirit. And as wise and wonderful as he is, it was different. And it was probably understandable that they missed their Jesus in human form. Because while redemption of their brokenness, of the brokenness of the world at that time, of the brokenness of our sin, it was being redeemed. And they were a part of that. But it was different. It was challenging. That's what I want us to look at right now in our lives today. Things are different and they're challenging. And we're saying, how are you going to redeem this, God? How are you going to fix our broken world, our broken reality right now in 2020? Because it feels really broken. And we're grieving the loss of a lot of things. Some of us have grieved celebrations that we didn't get to have together. We've grieved the closeness that we like to have with other people. We've grieved employment lost. We've grieved relationships that are strained, stability that is now not stable, 
We grieve the loss of our hopes and expectations. And it's not very comfortable right now. Yet, things may not go back to the way they are, but it doesn't mean that the situation can't be redeemed because God redeems broken and frustrating and sinful things all the time. It won't always look like what we expect. It may not be in the timing that we had planned. But God hasn't left us. Like the disciples had to get used to the Spirit rather than Jesus, we're going to have to trust God in some new ways now. But God is still good. He has purpose. He might use some different people than we expect. He might put us in situations we would not have chosen. But yet, his purpose is always to connect us deeper with him. And it's always, always a beautiful result. My challenge to you, to me, let's keep on the lookout and see how God is redeeming the broken. Ask for eyes to see and ears to hear how he is moving in your life, in your family's life, in your community, in our church. Let's trust that God is indeed moving. Let's look out for his redemption. It may already be here. Let's pray. God, thank you for seeing the broken things and caring about them and having a plan to redeem them. Amen. Can't wait to see you soon.
for worshiping with us this morning and for continuing to support the Echo Church community. Thanks again to all those who support us financially and to everyone who helped make our hygiene supply donation to Douglas Elementary possible this week. Check out our service page for a picture of the supplies we were able to contribute, to read an update from our missionaries in Poland, and to find ways to give online. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for everything you do in our lives and in the lives of those around us. We believe and we trust that you can bring good out of even the worst of circumstances, whatever those might be. We believe and trust in your power to transform our lives. Jesus, we believe that you are making us new, that you've forgiven us. And when you look at us as believers in who you are, that you see a new creation and that you continue to mold us to look more and more like you every day. We ask this morning that you would continue to make us new, that you would continue to bring beautiful things out of the messiness of our lives, out of the messiness of our current world circumstances. And in spite of all of that, we know that you want good things for us and we trust that 
your plan is higher and greater than our own and that you will finish what you start. In Jesus' name, amen.